and gentlemen this is a home away show we are on and running right here at Dumbane Radio this is Kuli the cool man I got you today I got some good African music and we'll be talking a lot of things a lot of things we'll be talking about today stay tuned buckle up we got a good show for you guys Gentlemen, this is Ken Keswa and Hermatians. Keswa and Hermatians uh, is called the Midlands Stolen Jazz. Uh, the name of the song is actually Simon. Uh, the name of the song is Simon Keswa, which is K H E S W A and Hermatians. Midlands Jazz. Diaspora, if you're not awake right now when you hear this song, tell me you're dead. Tell me you're dead because you should be awake. This is it. This is it right here. Kessoy and Hermesians. The song is Simon. This is for you Atlanta, this is for you New York, this is for you Los Angeles, this is for you Seattle, Washington, this is for everybody, this is for you San Francisco, this is for you Chicago, this is for the world, Keswa and Hermesians, uh, this song is straight up of uh, the diaspora community out of New York City, that's where Keswa is based and a band, this is one of the best songs actually I pulled it out. I was like, you know what? I gotta come in with something heavy. It's been such a great days. Let me come in with something heavy. Something they gonna know what I'm talking about. Something that is gonna resonate. Something that you should feel because this is one of yours. Keswa. (laughs) 
We can finish the song. There's a lot of things to talk about. I'll go back to the music. Music is there for you, ladies and gentlemen. And let's remind you what you're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to Bunny Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cooley the Cool Man once again, and here at Umbani Radio, downtown Danbury, Connecticut. Are you rocking with me for a while right now? I'm going to play you some good African music. I got a good lined up, lined up. I got a good lined up, lined up. You hear that? No pun intended. Good lined up, lined up. No pun intended. It's a good music I got for you guys. It's a good songs, good stories, things to talk about, things that has been going on on the media. I'll hang Kesswa for a little bit at the background while she's energizing us when we get into the spirit. First off, I want to thank everybody that came to Mbani Productions. Um, we had the Heritage Day, which is a, a South Africa Heritage Day. What is Heritage Day to somebody who's here in America? Basically, that's the time when we celebrate our culture, we celebrate our authenticity, we celebrate who we are. We could be in America, we could be all over the world, we could be in South Africa. We have to celebrate who we are. So first of all, we make some good food. There was a lot of food cooked over there. Some of it might shock you. Like we had a cow skull cut in pieces, cooked and marinated, tasted so perfectly. You couldn't share it with nobody. We had uh, some uh, uh, chopped liver. We had uh, uh, some chopped intestines for the cow. We had uh, uche, which is like a, a, a little bread. It's a, it's a white bread, like homemade. It tastes so good. It's nice and soft. When you eat it, it tastes so good and it's so filling. We had that in there. And what else did we have for food? Uh, we had a lot of things, man. I can't even mention all of it. And uh, your man, Cooley. Brought some African beer, homemade, made by my wife. It was so good. It's made with uh, some a uh, little bit of sorghum. I don't know if you can even find sorghum overseas. Made some sorghum, and then on top of that is also made with a little bit of uh, of that corn flour. And it was so beautiful, man. It was tasty. Everybody that tried it said it was tasty. The people that know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Umkomboti here. They might say. Uh, you know, did it have a kick? Did it have that kick? And I'm going to say to you, unfortunately, I can't. You know, can, can, can I have uh, something with a kick? These people are soft, man. You print something with a the kick, they're like, ah, I can't touch that. I can't touch that. While they can go back and eat their habanero, a hot habanero from Texas, and they enjoy that, but they can't get a kick off from Gomboti. That kick off the African beer. You know what I'm talking about. The stuff, when you take that sip, it doesn't go down easy. It burns everything. But guess what, man? It's the healthiest alcohol you can have because it's fermented naturally. You let it stay and ferment itself. And the ingredients, without yeast, without nothing that can actually harm your stomach. I still have some of it at home. I'm not trying to brag, but you know what? Something that's so good, I wasn't going to give it all to everybody at the park. But uh, I really want to thank everybody that came through. You know, we had a lot of people that came through. And a lot of those people, too, came through. You know, they, they, they wanted to check it out, man. They wanted to see where everybody is and what's going on. 
And you know what? If I can be honest with you, the most important thing is that when our people come together is that we know we have to come together. That's the first thing. And second of all, we know when we come together, we got to enjoy ourselves. It was beautiful. It was in Riverside, uh, well, no, Fort Washington Park, which is close to Riverside. Uh, people who have gone there for uh, the Africa Freedom Day, South Africa Freedom Day and some other activities. There was the Botswana Independence this last weekend on Saturday. It was in Riverside. Riverside and Fort Washington Park are close to each other. We had so many other things that happened. I really want to not even joke about it. Uh, first of all, I got lost. Your man here got lost. And New York City, man, is complicated. You know, you take a boy from Nongoma and throw him in New York City and say, drive around and find a place. Uh, I'm listening to the GPS and the GPS on top of the George Washington Bridge said, you have arrived. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm on top of the bridge. Is this place right under the bridge? I can't see it. But you know what? Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just saying that actually was funny more than anything. But at the other hand, too, man, we had a good time. Everything was kicking. Because you know what? This is one other thing, too, that is good about Africans. Uh, when, we, when it's all said and done, we sit over there and like, you know what? It was funny that I got lost because now I can actually say that I know a little bit about New York City. Yeah, I can say that. You know I can say that because I was there and I got lost there. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not to exhaust the subject, but I really appreciate everybody that came through. Ntate uh, um, is not here today. My brother is leaving tomorrow, actually. He's leaving tomorrow morning, and I'm talking to you right now. This show is recorded on a Monday night. So, he's leaving tomorrow morning, which is a Tuesday, and is going to South Africa to go see the family, you know. We got to go see the family, you know. Um, and another thing, too, I wanted to share with everybody, because this is deep into my heart. Uh, this is very, very deep into my heart. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, when you're sitting over there and you think, okay, uh, what has life given me? Uh, one thing I got to be thankful about is the family that life has given me. And the second thing, too, I got to be thankful about is um, the health that I've got from this life. And I've got some great health. You know, I might not be eating well. I might not uh, be um, in the right scale when it comes to weight but uh, I'm working on it and I'm going to give it my best and I'm actually going to try to change a little bit now, uh, take it easy on the beer and everything. Uh, but I've got the good health, you know. You know, uh, I still have a job, you know. I can still provide for my two kids, my wife. I can still provide for everything else that I have. Uh, another thing, too, that uh, I've been thankful for is that when God created his people, he created one special person in my life, of which this very last week uh, I just lost. Uh, my grandma, uh, my grandma Nongkosi, uh, my grandma Ugwenene, uh, my grandma Ukaba, uh, from all the way in Wanongoma, Wazulu Natal in South Africa. I just lost her last week. It's been tough. It's been tough. Um, because you know what you realize is that uh, since I've been here in America, you know, when I lose somebody, since I don't see them every day, it hits me in a different way. Uh, you know, you mourn the fact that you have lost a family member. You are actually sad in that you're not going to go home and see these people again. But on the other hand, too, you think, 
How about the memories that I had? And the problem with you being far away, those memories come back and they hit you hard. And when they hit you hard, that's when you start to think, you know what, I've been lucky, I've been blessed, uh, you know, this has happened, this has happened, and why did this happen, and all of that stuff. So, without wasting everybody's time, because I know you're interested on the music and the other things that I got to talk about, I got a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, my grandma, she has never went to school. She's never, um, she's not educated woman. Uh, she can read, she can write. Uh, should maybe take back the fact that she's not educated because, uh, you know, in her life and the way of doing things in her life, she was the top of her class. Um, is the thing is the West has actually uh, kind of changed the fact of what you have to think about when you say somebody's educated. Everybody think about a degree and going to school and get your your, your, your diploma in high school or GD, whatever. Uh, but that's not all in life. My grandma lived her whole entire life without any education, without finding a teacher in front of her. Somebody might ask me, how did she go about like learning things like money and all of that stuff? Uh, money in South Africa is in different colors, so they know the color. So when you try to explain to them things that you're selling, they ask you, how much yeah, green is that going to cost me? How much brown is that going to cost me? Sounds so funny in the other side, but uh, that's how it was. And uh, and my grandma was a cowgirl, you know, meaning that uh, she grew up in an environment where people were plowing, uh, raising cows and stuff. And how did she know if all the cows are in the crawl? One of the things they did was they would have rocks. They put them right at the gate when every cow come in they move one rock on the side so if the rocks are still out there not accounted for so they would know that they are missing some cows so that's how life was but another thing too it was a village life no pressure you know you do a few things and then you relax uh, very healthy life too you know a uh, lot of bacteria around you good bacteria which is good for you to make you stronger and your immune system stronger. So she lived um, according to the Department of Home Affairs in South Africa or the, you know, the, the registration from the government. She lived until she was 89 years old. Uh, but she's never been 89 years old. I know that for a fact. Because if I'm recounting all her stories, uh, she was way, way, way older than that. And uh, she was actually... I would think that she was in her late 90s, you know, because the only thing she knew, because they were never born in the hospital, they were born at home. So she knows that uh, she was born, uh, you know, on these particular events. But now the government doesn't go by date. They just say, oh, that might be uh, blah, 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 blah. And then they write it down. And that's how they go by. So I know she was older than 89. But... Um, I learned a lot of things from that woman, you know. And uh, if I can be honest with you, uh, my first teacher uh, was my grandma. Uh, for everything that she showed me in life, things I need to be careful for, things I need to look forward to, uh, I learned everything from my grandma. And uh, the one story that I would like to share with you guys before I move on so that you only hear everything about my grandma is that um, there was a time I went to a school in Nongoma called Kabane, and uh, I was, a, you know, I grew up around cows and the farm and all of that stuff in the villages. 
and I hated school. I had no, I didn't have that in me that I need to learn. I need to have education. Education is important, you know. And if you grew up the environment that I grew up, you hardly see anybody who's educated, you know, except the teachers we knew at school. Uh, the doctors will be white, uh, or if they're not white, they'll be coming from Joburg, totally alien. Uh, you know, they know nothing about the culture. They come from a different environment. So people like me, they were never in that level. You know, uh, I didn't want to go to school. I'm making an excuse for myself here. I was a piece of shit, you know. A little kid, a piece of shit, uh, you know, who doesn't want school. Let me tell you something what my grandma did. My grandma will make sure that I go to school. She would drag me to school. There was a time when I skipped school. She put me to the gate. I found a way of sneaking out, and I went and hang out in the woods so that I can watch the other kids. Uh, when they come out after school, then I would join them like I was at school. She find that out, and guess what she did? She got a big piece of wood. She chased me with it, and I cannot lie to you. She whooped me with it. And I, for that, Nongosi, for that, Nongosi, for that, for that, I'm so thankful of you. You left me with some great memories. The memories that I cannot share with nobody. The memories that, you know, if I'm thinking about it right now, I can write a book about you. The things that you believed in, the things that you did for people. Is all in here in my heart. Is all in here in my heart. I'm very thankful, my grandma. There's nothing that I sit down now and say, what have I achieved in life was because of what? It wasn't because I came to America. No. America had nothing to do with my upbringing. Well, it's nice I'm here. But that's not everything about Cooley. My grandma is the reason that I'm here today. My grandma is the reason that I'm here today. I really appreciate you, Nogosi. I feel the tears in my eyes. Let me move on to some music, ladies and gentlemen, because um, I do have some good music for you. Uh, I got this one, a.k.a. Fela uh, Invest. In, 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 Fella in Versace featuring Kid Dominant, Kid Dominant, something like that. But anyway, it's AKA from South Africa. This is a good kid. He's good with his music. Let me give it to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is something you need to hear. Like money, call me jiggy jiggy, heavy heavy, all eyes on me. Machiavelli, girl, you got me spinning, yeah, yeah. Doing 240 on Lecky Ekbe. With the top down, no do grab, grab. You've been drinking and the dirty money stinking. I'm speeding, yeah, yeah. Doing 240 on Lecky Ekbe. With the top down, all the shape, yo, yo. Hey, da, da, no do, girl, girl, no do. You know they call me Fela in Versace. Finish up, like two barber, where they say, don't brew 
can kick it man this is this is straight out of south africa man this is two brothers working together a nigerian brother working with a south african brother this is aka featuring key dominant fella in Versace. my ladies and gentlemen you're listening to you're listening to you're listening to bunny radio well, ladies and gentlemen, after this song, I don't even know where to start where I'm going to because it's a long thing I gotta tell you about, uh, and uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna exhaust it, you know. I already started the show heavy 
with some good music, good notes, and then all of the suddenly, what did I do? I went heavy to talk about, you know, my grandma, the things that, you know, she went through and all of that stuff. Well, I'm going to go back in there, not to talk about my grandma this time, about everything that is going on. You see, when we're here in, like, America and we are broadcasting and we are enjoying all this time to talk to everybody that is listening, we have the power. Power of opinion, and that opinion can either build or kill. We either build or kill. So, we're not being cocky. We're just telling it the way we see it and the way we feel it. You know, on the ninth, I mean, on the 24th of September this month, uh, up in the United Nations in New York City, so they unveiled a statue. They unveiled the statue of Nelson Mandela. You hear me? A statue of Nelson Mandela. I'm looking at the article right now. It's well written. And all the papers picked it up. Uh, us as a community, we didn't know anything. Which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, we know, buddy. You know, maybe they wanted people to wear a tie and a suit. We're not wearing any of that. So it's all right. It's all right. They can leave me out. You know, I don't have any tie and a suit. And they have this beautiful statue said this morning. And the article goes on. It says, I think it's a press release from the United Nations. It says, this morning it is an honor and a privilege to be with you for the unveiling of the statue of Nelson Mandela. I thank President Ramaphosa and the government and the people of South Africa for this symbolic honor for a man whose life and sacrifice set a, an example to, to honor the whole world. So the statement come from H.E., of which is, uh, I don't know what this H.E. mean. Maybe the head of uh, art, whatever. Mrs. Maria Fernanda Espinosa Gassis, uh, president of the 73rd session of the U.N. General Assembly. Let me tell you something there, Miss Espinosa Gassis. This shit, you calling it a statue of Nelson Mandela, is actually garbage. You guys failed us. The only one thing you had to do was to actually make a statue of a man who's so iconic. His pictures are all over Google. You couldn't find one picture that you can actually put side by side next to the statue while you're busy carving that thing. Make sure you get it correct. Because guess what? You screw up the statue. That doesn't look like Nelson Mandela. It actually looked like the late pro kid rapper from South Africa. It's not Nelson Mandela. I know what Nelson Mandela looked like. South Africans know what Nelson Mandela looked like. He doesn't look like that. Why, 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 why does he have his arms up anyway like uh, it's some sort of a truce? Was he saying something? Is this one of those Illuminati symbolic things that we should be afraid of? Let me ask you a question. Was there any person from South Africa that was consulted when you were making the statue? 
let a, let alone Ramaphosa. I don't give a shit about that guy. He 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 doesn't represent South Africa. He's just put in as a president, but he 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 has more drama that I don't want to talk about today. I want to talk about you guys in the UN. Did you actually talk to anybody from South Africa about the statue? If you did, who? Let us know who, because if you let us know who, then we go to that person. We put them up on social media. I have no problem with that. Put them up on Twitter. Say, this is the fool that said this is Mandela. That's not Nelson Mandela, man. I can assure you this is not racist. This is true facts. If he was white, you would have got it right. If he was white, you would have got it right. I'm actually upset about this because I do feel like, at the other hand, you are doing a great thing for the country to honor one of our icons. It's no longer just a South African icon. It's a global icon. A Nobel Peace Prize winner. Former slave in Robben Island. The man that defeated the Boers in South Africa. I'm really thankful about that. But the fact that you got it wrong, he doesn't look anything close like him. Why didn't you have him do the Mandela walk? What is the hands? What's up with the hands? Why were the hands flapping everywhere? Is this, is this, oh my God. You know what? Before I lose my cool, let me go back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I got you another song straight out of South Africa, DJ Maporisa. I need to give you one of these. This is one of those great songs that if you get once, you get a message. Because DJ Maporisa is one of the guys that, man, that light you up with music, man. He always have some good bangers. And this is one. DJ Maporisa, Iwokiepara.
Ladies and gentlemen, so sorry to cut you off like that while we say enjoy a sweet water, sweet water. That's DJ Maporesa and Iwoke uh, Para. That was a great song, actually. I really enjoyed it. Uh, sorry to cut you off like that from that song. That's one of those vault thingy. The song was not ready. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But anyway, uh, I want to come to the story too. Before I actually um, go into the story, I just want to bring it in as so you can get understanding why I'm bringing the story. There's so many things that has been going on in this country and some of it, uh, because of we live here, they affect us directly. And the story I'm bringing in is about my previous job when I lived in California. I worked for an, an airline called uh, Horizon Air, which is, uh, you know, a sister company of Alaska Airline. <coughs> so anyway, Horizon Air had uh, aircrafts called the Q400. And those people who are familiar with aviation, they might know a thing or two about what I'm talking about. Q400s are actually the proper the propeller aircrafts. They have uh, two huge propellers on the wings, and they actually um, they fly pretty good. Some people like them. One captain when I used to work there told me that um, they actually fly like a ganda ganda, like a tractor. It's like you're riding a tractor. You feel like a farmer. I've never felt like that about them. I love them. I love the seats. Seats were nice and beautiful. Everything was great. I enjoyed the company too. Uh, they had like a really good thing, of which a lot of companies don't do it nowadays. And I don't know why most companies don't do it, because they should be taking advantage of this. Profit sharing. Alaska Airlines had a good system called profit sharing. I remember one time I actually got the $6,000, uh, which was part of profit sharing. And it actually made me feel like I want to stay here, I want to stay here long until I die. Well, I, it didn't happen like that. I moved to Connecticut. I was over with California. Had to restart my life. And grace what? I met my wife. And I have two beautiful kids, my daughter, Inati, and Asande, my son. I uh, can never trade them for the world. I love them. Love you guys. You make my life easier. Uh, you make my life beautiful. But anyway, so when I work for Alaska Airlines, you know, you get to, you know, you get to be part of the system and blah, blah, blah. So I moved over here. And, and then one thing, I'm watching the news there is this guy. You know what? Let me not tell the story. Just listen to this. This guy stole an aircraft. And uh, I'm just going to take it to the news media. It's actually uh, from the Today Show up in Seattle. Smoke rising overnight from a small remote island off the coast of Seattle after a hijacked Horizon Airlines plane slammed into the ground. This after a wild scene in the air. Jovial and strange words from a man who had just stolen an airplane from Washington's SeaTac Airport. It's a 
In Alaska Airlines Q400, what the f is he doing over here? He's just flying around, and uh, he just needs some help controlling his aircraft. Officials say a ground service agent employed by Horizon, which is part of Alaskan Airlines, somehow stole this turboprop aircraft with 76 seats. He was then able to take off, flying for 15 minutes before that fiery crash. That is not a drone. That is a real plane. Stunned onlookers watched as the pilot attempted to do stunts in the air. Just did a loop-de-loop. -loop. Within minutes of his takeoff, two fighter jets scrambled to get by his side. The whole time, air traffic control, which was in contact with the pilot, tried to coax him down. We're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. The man, apparently suicidal. I got a lot of people that care about me, and uh, it's going to disappoint them to, to hear that I did this. There's no indication that there was any an attempt to attack anybody um, or anything uh, other than taking an airplane without permission, stealing an airplane, and flying it around. Just a broken guy, got a few screws loose, I guess. Never really knew it until now. Moments later, a huge plume of black smoke rose from Ketron Island as the Air Force pilots trailing the aircraft say they witnessed it go down. Our hearts are with the family of the individual aboard, as well as all our Alaska Air and Horizon Air employees. The Pierce County Sheriff's Office tweeting, confirmed info. This is a single suicidal male. We know who he is. No others involved. Hans, just how concerned should national security officials be about this? Well, national security officials are saying, and officials here are saying, that it isn't necessarily a national security threat, but there are questions and concerns about how an individual like this is able to get aboard a commercial jet, a commercial plane, especially in a part of the country here in the Puget Sound area where there are so many military installations. You have Air Force, Navy, Army. That may be one reason, though, that they are able to scramble those jets so quickly to intercept this plane. Guys? That's a good point. Good reporting. Hans Nichols, thank you. You know... You know, if you think about this, okay, I, I actually was cleaning those aircraft every night, the Q476-seater prop engine, up in Fresno, California, where they fly from Seattle back to Seattle, San Diego, and all of those places. And thank you to today's show for that good reporting. What I want to talk about is that I work to those aircraft every night. And I've been to Seattle because Seattle is a hub of uh, Horizon Air, Alaska Airlines. That's the hub. I just don't get it. And people have been asking. I haven't had call anybody from uh, the airline that people I used to work with and ask them, how did this happen? Because you sit over there and you look at this. And then when we say that there is racism in this world, if this guy was black, he wouldn't have made this far. Yes, where the, where the gate for uh, Horizon Air is, is closer to where the takeoff is. So, obviously this guy, he had the aircraft at the gate. And he had an area at the gate where you can actually just pan around. Because those prop engines, normally you don't use a jet bridge for them. What they use, the jet bridge is the big, long thing that goes to the aircraft that you can get on top of all the way to the terminal. So you actually go to 
down at the tarmac and walk up the stairs to this aircraft because it's low on the ground. So most of the time, you don't even need the pushback for it, especially in an area like Seattle. You can actually spawn out of the gate and you go on because there's enough space. There's actually a big circle that kind of show the aircraft. This is where you stop. So when you spawn out, you're just ready to go. So obviously, he was cleaning the aircraft because it's late in the afternoon, the way it looks like it, because he was working on the ground. And he got on it. And he, he even said, I played enough video games. I know what I'm doing. And he get up on the air. Hey, my man, I, 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 know, I know you're no longer with us. But they, they, they have this many hours, those people who are called pilots for a reason. It's not like a video game. Yes, you were mentally ill. Obviously, it's clear. Of which that's another thing I would like to talk about. But you don't play like that with the jet, my brother. You don't play like that. I hope somebody learned a lesson from this. But why I brought the subject in is that I used to work for the airline. And I really love the airline. One of the aircrafts actually has got my signature. Because they had all the employees sign their name. And they painted it on the airline. And uh, I really, really, really close to my heart. I'm hoping it's not one of those. I'm hoping it's not one of those because one day I would like to show my daughter what my signature is on an aircraft. But hopefully it's not this one. But you know how whiteness can be so good because, you know, this guy probably nobody paid attention to him. He looked like the pilot. He's white. And it's kind of funny that the air traffic controller let him take off. Because you actually, you know, everybody knows this. When you, you, you firstly has to taxi to the runway, right? When you taxi, the pilot at that time, they are communicating with the air traffic control. Horizon Air uh, flight, blah, 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 blah. We see you and you will be next to take off after uh, a Kwanzaa Air from China, blah, 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 blah. So you take off on this runway and a Kwanzaa air take off on this runway. So keep this much distance, blah, 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 blah. When you take off, you're going to have to go left because that's how you're going to get out of here. So you want to hit nobody. This guy didn't need all of that. They didn't apply to this guy. He was white. He can take the aircraft and just fly. It's crazy, man. This place, you know, this world is so crazy. It's even hard to believe that we still live here. But you know what, though? Eventually, they will start to realize how much of a horrible situation that they are causing by not policing some things. There is a lot of things that need to be policed. And they're not doing it. I have no idea why. Can't tell you. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really enjoyed the show today. And I got a lot of music too. As I said, um, uh, one of the songs too that I just, just went through a couple of songs. DJ Maporisa was the last one that I cut on you guys. I'm sorry. You can go on YouTube and check this one. DJ Maporisa as in Maporisa as an M-A-P-H-O-R-S-A. Uh, Iwoke Para. Uh, 
And then uh, I have another song here that I'm going to introduce to you guys. It's Manu Wildstar Nalingi. Manu Wildstar Nalingi. It's a really, really good song. I really enjoy. Enjoy some of this African music. There we go. Tell me why you looking so divine African dime, melanin in those dyes These are the dudes, don't make it easy to talk to you So I hold my peace, maybe one day you'll see Nalingia, mama, mama Nalingia, mama, mama For you, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you take care of you. I swear I lost my focus when you stepped in the room. You're all a blissful beauty from your head to your shoes. Shooting, big body like one dumb. Looks so good, and now I'm some. Them boys, I let you walk one. I let sunrise to the sundown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mudimu made you with blessings A man employee give your work to me Come and wine for me Nalingia, mama, mama Nalingia, mama, mama Nalingia, mama, mama Nalingia, mama, mama I just wanna kiss you, I do. I just wanna argue, I do. I just wanna buy you new shoes. I just wanna love you, I do. I just wanna kiss you, I do. I just wanna argue, I do. I just wanna buy you I don't know how to sing, but you know what? That's the best I could do. That was actually a great song, Nalingi, uh, by Manuel Star, Nalingi. That's a very good song. Uh, the guy, I don't know where is he from, but he's from East Africa. I don't know if it's um, Tanzania or whatever. But uh, he's got some good music, killer music. That's what we call it here at the Home Away Show. Killer music. Ladies and gentlemen, just before I leave, because I'm about that hour, 
where I gotta leave you guys and I really enjoyed my time on this show. I want to leave you with a few things that I kind of recalled this month. Uh, one of the things is the heritage, of course. Uh, I know there's a lot of people all over around America uh, who wish their life might be different than, you know, how we grow up in South Africa. All over around the world, you know, they don't have the same thing that I grew up having uh, in terms of culture. Because culture is a very big thing. My opinion, actually, uh, I would be a total different person lost and lost in this big world if I didn't have a culture and an understanding of who I am. Uh, start from food. Um, food is very important in culture because basically, you know, it's, it's what you eat. It's what makes you. It's what... Uh, is the comfort that goes into your body and nourish it and make it better. You know, I'm bringing this subject because, you know, moving here in America, I'm not going to blame America for my weight, and I want to make sure everybody out there knows this. But, of course, you know, they've added a little bit. You know, the food that we get in the restaurants, man, is disgusting. We still pay for this crap. And I, I have no idea why we pay for it. Shouldn't be drinking this, man. Shouldn't be eating this, man. Make us sick. So there's companies or some wise people of which, you know, that's what happens once global um, globalization brought people from all over the place. And uh, South Africa is a big issue right now. Not only South Africa, actually. I should say the whole of Africa has a big issue right now. There's a lot of people who are coming from foreign lands like India, China, and all over the place, Afghanistan, whatever, whatever, that are seeing opportunities in Africa because, you know, with the whole globalization and countries trying to create certain uh, uh, friendship or whatever the, the presidents and the governments are doing, uh, these people get visas and they come to your country and they open up a spaza shop. They open up a little store right at the corner. So convenient to go in there. Everything is dead cheap. You can afford it just by walking in there. And that stuff is not good for you. Tend to find out now they are actually, you know, busting out all these places in Africa and they're finding out that they are selling Coca-Cola, that they make it in the basement. And, you know, it's Fanta Orange made in the basement. All the good stuff, all the good stuff, the, you know, the stuff that's supposed to be healthy for you, made in the basement. I'm not saying no good Coca-Cola come out of the basement. But yo, 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 we're talking about our lives here. If I make a Coke in my basement, I give it to you and say, try this, you probably won't want to try it. You'd rather take the one with the big label, say Coca-Cola and a trademark from the store. But these people fake all of those trademarks, the labels and everything. They print them out. Make a good, nice Fanta orange from the basement. But you don't know what they put in there because it becomes so addictive. The whole community now go back to your shop and they buy and get all of this stuff and they eat it and make them sick. Doesn't bother you, made the money. I want to say to all of those people, I know some of you are listening to the podcast. Keep listening. I, I love it. Thank you. Support Umbani Radio. But I want to say to you, it's absolutely disgusting. 
it's absolutely wrong that you're doing this stuff to my people. Africans are some of the strongest people out there. They've been through a lot. And you come in there and take their last penny and sell them poison. To all the Africans out there, stop drinking their shit, man. Stop buying from their stores. You have big backyards in your backyards. You have holes, you have, uh, you have rakes, you have uh, all kinds of stuff. Start digging, start plowing, start making your own stuff. You don't need these people. They're going to make you sick. That's not something you want. Listen, if you keep eating this stuff, we're all going to perish. Easy as that. We've been through a lot. Now we have, the, the first thing now we are doing when we've been through so much, we can't actually plow our own food. Why do I need a cabbage that is made from China? It's been on the boat for weeks, for months, and still look green? How is that possible? You got to think about that stuff. It's going to make you sick. People are dying in South Africa. The funny thing, actually, I saw one of the videos on social media. People going in there to this uh, guy who's some, uh, from the Middle East or whatever with a little store. And actually was selling some of the lot of crap in there. So they go in there. They, they, they actually go in and kick him out, kick his ass and all of that stuff. And because what they did at the end, the main reason they were there, he's selling poison. They are loading the poison. They're taking the poison home. Wait a minute. I thought that was the reason you didn't want to be there. Why don't burn stuff? People are desperate. That's for sure. People are hungry. That's for sure. People need help. That's for sure. For you, government, everybody, you listening to this. Help the people. People need help. People need you. You should interfere in this. Why you let these things happen? Why are you in power if you can't tell this Chinese, uh, uh, Japanese, whatever? Why can't you tell them that this food is not good for you? What makes you can say that to them? Kick them out, revoke their visa, send them home. Put them in jail if you need to. On top of that, these people, I was looking at another video in, uh, I, I think it's in Kenya or something. Uh, this 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 Chinese guy, he's in Kenya calling people baboons, calling them monkeys. I'm glad they sent his ass home. What kind of a person is that? You live your country. If, like, I'm here in America, all right? I'm here and I'm immigrant. I'm respecting the laws. I obey the laws. I, I, I make sure that I'm walking the line. You can never see me in this country. Calling people names. These are Americans. I'm a visitor. I'm a guest. I shouldn't be doing things like that. You go to Africa. You open up a store. People support you. Next thing you're calling them monkeys? Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Excuse my language. Heavy and hard. It's been a tough one. My people are struggling. People are suffering at home. Well, ladies and gentlemen, leaving this show tonight, it's been such a great show and um, I really appreciate that you guys gave me an opportunity and listened to everything I got to say. It's, I'm hot and heavy. Yeah, literally, I am hot and heavy. 
gotta lose some weight, man. Gotta stop eating Burger King. Gotta start cooking more. I have kids now. I might go if I'm not paying attention. Lose everything. Losing family is everything. Losing your life is everything. End up in a hospital bed. Have to pop all the cheeseburgers that you ate for your whole entire life. That's not life. Anyway, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, I'm leaving you with the song. Uh, the, the name of these guys are called um, Abatandwa. Moya wa mehe moya wa. Ihe moya wa. Ihe moya wa. Ihe moya wa. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Home Away Show. This is your boy, Coolie. And I'm about, I'm out right now. And I really appreciate you guys. Support Umbani Radio, Umbani Productions, U-M-B-A-N-I Radio and Productions. You can check us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Umbani Radio. Support us, Coolie the Cool Man. Coolie Keita. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Send us a message. See you next time.